Hello, class, and you are listening to Podcast 118, A Hair and Old Re-Education. This is the show where every week, two lifelong friends gather to rewatch, review, and relive every episode and movie of the classic Nicktoon, Hey Arnold. I'm one of your hosts, and I am in my room that is my room and my room alone, and no one else is Michael. And I'm Sean, not Big Sean. You're not Big, like the rapper? Is that the guy who sings ass, 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 ass? That is the guy that sings okay. ass, 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 ass. That's right. Okay, cool. I was like... Well, wait, who's... Oh, no, I was thinking of Sean Kingston. Big Sean's better. That's fine. <laughs> oh, my God. I'm sorry. Uh, all right. The episode y'all. wasn't called Patty Kingston, Michael. Patty Kingston. Patty it Kingston, that's, that's a nice... That'd be a fun name for a, for a character. But then anyway. it wouldn't be rude enough. <clears throat> nah, it would not be. Um, so, anyways. <laughs> no need for the idle chatter today, y'all. Uh, we're just going to jump right into it. Uh, please... Uh, before we get into today's episodes, please check us out on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Amazon Music, and Good Pods. I'm a little loopy right now because I'm like finally not sick after two weeks. So I'm just like remembering how it feels to breathe properly and <laughs> through my uh, throat and nose for the most part. Uh, I'm feel, feeling pretty good about that. Leave a rating and review, especially if you like what you hear so other people can find the show. We did have one new, um, one one recent review on apple podcasts i just know because <laughs> from the few that there are there so i think maybe These there's a first suck I hate them. <laughs> that sounds like someone we went to high school with but i wouldn't be surprised if he went out of his way to to drag our podcast efforts so thank you to that individual i think i had a nice i had a nice exchange uh, on via the Harold sub from one of the users thank on there um, so if that is you who left that review Thank you very much, and I hope you're still listening. And, and if you can it's also, not you, go leave a review. That works too. <laughs> fill in, fill in this, <coughs> fill in that gap. Oh, you know, Grandpa says never eat raspberries, but perhaps I should institute a new rule, which is never eat this really awesome but kind of spicy uh, Korean chicken stew before recording this podcast with like house-made gochujang from my mom's coworkers' sister's Korean restaurant. Cute, uh, there, there are two tubs of fish cakes in the fridge as well too so we're pretty stoked about that <laughs> um. yes and also would be even more stoked if you followed us on uh, twitter slash x and instagram at pc 118 pod um i'm gonna make be a lot more intentional about posting on there finding that groove it's hard no wonder people have like social media managers and stuff but you know we're diying this we got to do it all ourselves just as sid did it all himself in maintaining this horrible 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 lie in the first Mm. half of today's episode (laughs) Mm. so today we are covering season three episode four in airing order on the wikipedia that's how we do it not the way that it's laid out on my dvd uh, sleeve case thing so today's first episode is Arnold's Room, which originally aired September 9th, 1998. Fun fact, I used to think that my birthday was September 9th because it kind of rhymed with December. So I wa- I spent like a whole first few months here in the States telling kids at my preschool that my birthday was September 9th. And they're like, oh, it's coming up. And then my parents are like, no, it's December. And I'm like, I'm just trying to learn English. You lied to people. <laughs> I lied, just like Sid lied. Just like Sid lied. Lied, lied to your boy. Lied to your boy, okay. Gordon. Like I lied. <laughs> Anyway, uh, it's fine. You can just lie to people. 
That's, that's cool. what you want to do. I guess. I guess so. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> anyway, this episode was written by Joseph Purdy. It was directed by Tuck Tucker. And uh, in this episode, feeling insecure about his own living situation, Sid convinces Arnold to let him borrow his bedroom in order to impress Lorenzo as they work on a class project together. Uh, this is our first uh, in terms of the episodes meeting Lorenzo, but it's not his like first canonical appearance. He was introduced in his own episode, kind of centering him adjusting to going to going to public school with all these dirty inner city children. Yeah, <laughs> but we'll get we haven't gotten there yet. Kids. <laughs> <laughs> well, you should be tracking how often a group class projects are a plot element on this show. That is like yeah. the inciting incident. Yeah, I thought you were going like, to say marginalized demographics, but marginal. Wait, are you talking about like like poor kids or yeah, or yeah. rich, rich poor children of color? <laughs> <laughs> oh, porque no los dos? <laughs> wow, it could be both. Oh my gosh, poor. I mean, I mean, yeah, sure. Let's get right into it. I mean, real quick, let's just jump. I mean, so yes, like. Sid and Lorenzo paired together. Well, they pick their own partners, which is, yeah. that's a, I think that's, that's, I mean, sure. Mr. Simmons being very progressive, but I wouldn't trust like elementary schoolers to pick their own partners. Like that's, that's a recipe for exclusion right there. Yeah, absolutely. Mm-hmm. I mean, to be honest, it looked like both Sid and Lorenzo were getting excluded. So a little, well, Lorenzo's the new kid. People are still feeling him out and, I guess Sid, I mean, I don't know if this is like exclusively just based on like, I'm maybe just basing this off of Arnold's reception, but like Hmm. Sid is kind of like, you you get the sense that like nobody really likes Sid very much besides his, again, unless he is, you know, gassing up Gerald to tell an urban legend or something like that. Yeah. This, this episode didn't do much for Sid for like, didn't, didn't garner Sid a lot of like points in my in my heart or mind oh, yeah we we saw very quickly that sid doesn't really carry his weight in a project setting sure yeah that'd be like a kid coming to my house and while i'm toiling away on my uh mac and my macintosh computer that mm-hmm. i drew on with a pencil because i thought did. it would be cool to do so if there my partner did. was just like playing with my megazords and clacking them together and like trying to jam all the pieces together even though they're different Megazords that don't even line up with uh, their respective season of Power Rangers and things like that. He didn't I mean, respect the lore. No, he did not. He did not. And Lorenz and Sid did not respect uh, Lorenzo's train and helicopter set. Not at all. He threw him no. into the closet after crashing them. He did, didn't he? What after an he asshat. <laughs> I think he... I did see in his room, though, he had a poster of a train, and I was looking for, like, a poster of a helicopter. They should have had a poster of a helicopter, too, to just, like, drive home, like, their, them being star-crossed friends of different sides of the track. I would mm-hmm. fight Sid after this episode. It's not like this isn't a serialized show by, by any stretch, but I'm always kind of like, oh, the last time we had you know, an episode focusing on this person, it was this episode and trying to have a through line there. The last like real Sid centered thing was Arnold saves Sid. And there, I did feel that like Arnold had already had his fill of dealing with Sid in that episode. So it just yes. carried over into here. And he's like, he was, what do you want? Sid? Sid the there was, yeah. there was a lot of like, like, you know, half eyelid Arnold in this episode, just being like, what's wrong with you, Sid? <laughs> just <Yeah>. like, <laughs> just being, being so put out the entire time. And like, I was, I was on board. I'm like, you're pretty just and me personally. I'm like, Arnold, you are justified in your disdain 
oh, for this popsicle st- popsicle stick nosed individual in your class. He had every right to be pissed off at Sid. <laughs> Sid was Sid was insufferable this entire episode. So right, it was. Yeah. I did. I just didn't care for it. I'm like, this is all gonna blow hate up Sid. in your face, and it's this is this is all hate Sid. Even with his cute little baby picture with the twinkly twinkly eyelashes. He was a cute little baby picture. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so he has a line where he goes. Oh yeah, it's it's okay, Lorenzo. It's just sometimes I get these. You ever get those surprise horrible headaches? And I wrote, "Sid, you're a horrible surprise headache." Got him, <laughs> zinger. <laughs> oh my god. God, it's so sad too because like Lorenzo is down to like work. He's yeah. like not the snotty rich kid at least no. in this episode. He's, he's not. He's not a Rex Smythe Higgins. No, he's not. He's just like, hey, I just, I'm, I'm trying to get this project done. He's obviously really passionate about mm-hmm. it. He had an idea, he's painting a damn like model rocket and stuff. I know. Like, yeah. and he wanted to even it out, like not just because yeah. he wanted to like go somewhere else, but he was like, I don't know. You get that in the resolution too, where he's uh-huh. just like, I, I like you because you're my friend. Yeah, you didn't have to, uh, didn't have to do all just, that. I do understand. Like, I think these, these two episodes, like, are both kind of like. I feel like relatable to the target sure. audience. Sure, sure, sure. Yeah. Right? So I think it appeals to that really, really well. You have the mm-hmm. friend that has the cool room. You want to be there forever. Your room isn't cool. You mm-hmm. have, you know, this fear of bringing people over to your house because it's not the way that uh, you want people to think about you. So mm-hmm. I, I think they nailed that feeling really well. Absolutely. Absolutely. making Sid an asshole. <laughs> <laughs> but I'm just playing on his, his desperation to be yeah. liked. <laughs> He's also the best character for this, too. Like... I think for this plot line, yeah, I don't know if you could switch anybody out with Sid and it'd be no. as funny, especially no. when he breaks down and cries. <laughs> no, I was going to say, I mean, we should maybe also keep that in mind. Like, of all the characters, like, look at that, all the characters who have some type, like, third act denouement, like, tearful confession. <laughs> <Did you laughs> see and, denouement. and see who's who, who comes out on top, because... You, I mean, in my head, I was like, Harold is the goat, but I mean, Harold's the goat, yeah. But for sure. Sid, Sid, Sam Gifaldi, let's let's put some respect on on the actor's name. Like he he kind of brought it here. I I liked. It felt very authentic to just like a little boy who like is yes. overwhelmed, overcome with emotion, yes. and like yes. <laughs> at the end of his rope. <laughs> I just wanted you to like me. <laughs> He, he nails it. He, he's so good. Yeah, it is. It is funny when Sid Sid is just really good at like saying things loudly too, like without 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 peeking with, without peeking either. It's like his voice doesn't necessarily get like blown out. Yeah. It's it's. I don't know how it works sonically. There's just urgency but, yeah. in his voice that he carries really really well yes. without being shrill. And I think every single time I think immediately to him going and. Some other guy. <laughs> Peek, Sid. You take it, take it a movie. In fact, my treat. Have some popcorn. Have <laughs> some popcorn. The change falls off. <laughs> Guess I'm going to the movie, Grandpa. <laughs> All right, I'll save you some supper. <laughs> so good, so good. <laughs> Was there a kid you grew up with at all who was like, you always wanted to go to their house or like you thought their room was super cool? There was a friend of mine from middle school. His name is Tyrell, Tyrell Bernardo. And he had, it wasn't necessarily his room, but we would hang out in like the den slash the like, they almost had a a little bit of a sunroom on the backyard there. Mm -hmm. Um, And they had a pool table and a karaoke machine. Oh, sick. (laughs) It was so so great. Couldn't play pool, of course, but the karaoke machine was great. And then yeah. we'd play video games on the TV in there that the karaoke machine would use, too. Adorbs. Great. It's great. Right on. 
All right, as long as we are uh, naming people with first and last names, so in case, you know, serving them up to get doxxed. <laughs> I actually don't know what became of this individual. Um, so the person I'm thinking of, his name was Ryan Gaston. I think he moved to Texas or something, like around fifth or sixth grade, never saw him again. We played basketball together a couple, at least one season. So like I spent, and his mom was like super involved with the church. So I was like, I'd go home with them after practice and get picked up. But I guess his dad was a arcade game collector. So they're like sick. basement. Yeah, their basement was just full of like old games. Like I forget exactly. They had like, they had like a pachinko machine. They had like a stand-up Dreamcast cabinet type of thing that you'd see at like GameStop. Oh, and shit. just had a bunch of, they had uh, Die Hard Arcade, which was like very loosely based on Die Hard. <laughs> yeah, and like some couple old pinball machines from the 50s. And yeah, I just remember like never wanting to leave when I would go over there. That was that sounds, probably the That closest. sounds like a kid's dream. Yeah. yeah, I mean, especially like fourth, fifth grade, like that's all you want to do. That's sick. Mm-hmm. Shouts out to him. Mm-hmm. I, lo- I oh, also God. just, and also just shout outs to uh, Sid, uh, not Sid, Stinky and his little like, poker dealer outfit like he changed <laughs> yeah. he changed clothes for their for their for their boys uh gin rummy night to play gin rummy i came Gosh. here to play some gin rummy and i want to fly it <laughs> his little uh translucent green visor he had the tied sleeves too. <laughs> he changed he put on a button-down shirt for this everyone else was just wearing what they usually wear it was just him harold gerald and uh, arnold right yeah it was kind of like yep. The boys who like plausibly actually hang out, like <laughs> yeah, no, this is this was the gang, that's for sure. Yeah. Uh, only hate Arnold I have is that he threw away half a sandwich, and I'm, I was like, were you just that desperate to like get away from Sid that you were like willing to forego, <laughs> forego your lunch to end the conversation? And uh, yeah, not too much. I couldn't hate Arnold as much as I hated no, Sid. This it was it was just the again, it was like like Sid edged him out for sure. It was yeah, Sid did edge him. <laughs> uh, he did also give us hey arnold number 58 of the show grand totally speaking ah so. thanks sid mm-hmm. and my favorite shot in frame is just every reaction shot of arnold who is clearly done dealing with sid's crap arnold's for the, for the over episode. this shit <laughs> it's kind of nice of mike so well it's it. interesting because then like we go from this very great segue we go from this arnold who's just like very realistically like Ugh, to like the very saintly arnold it like just saintly good guy in the next installment yeah the gross which is <laughs> anyway which is helga versus big patty written by steve vixton and directed by steve saki and Je- kelly james i was about to say jelly canes <laughs> i'm so sorry kelly james um it only took us 30 some episodes to for me to do that to your name after helga makes one too many jokes about her the sixth grader big patty challenges her to a fight in order to settle the score uh i didn't really like the wikipedia for either of these so these were uh home homegrown plot summaries i accept thank you i accept so ed in terms of you talking speaking to the re, uh, relatability of uh arnold's room I found this to actually be a little more resonant for me. Um, Hmm. You know, Helga has this all coming, but it's the situation for me felt very familiar. Like there were definitely times when I was a kid, more so in middle school, where I was running my mouth, getting high on my own supply, talking about people. And then it like inevitably came back to bite me in the ass, whether it was something I was saying, you know, in person or crap I was like saying like online and yeah that's real like you want especially like if people it's super easy to just get swept up if people are like eating up 
whatever it is you're saying about someone. So Absolutely. I was like, dude, stop, shut up, shut up. Like, and it felt like that sequence of her just like roasting Patty to the, to her little posse of girls. It just realistically, it was probably only like 40 seconds of the episode, but it just felt like it wouldn't end. A long time. Yeah. <laughs> and yeah. what was the inciting incident again? Oh, wasn't it just that because, Oh, it like kind of starts and ends with Arnold. Yeah. That, it was just yeah. out of her, like, yeah, she was being territorial. There you go. And it was just because it was about the tapioca or whatever. And she's like, oh, wait a minute. But that's our semi-routine that was cafeteria, our meat cute. cafeteria yeah. line meat cute. Yes, precisely. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. So, yeah, right on. Okay. So and there's Big a lot. Big Patty just mm-hmm. being nice too. Like, no, I don't want it. Dude, I would totally it. hang out with Big Patty. Like Big Patty. Big Patty seems like a good human. Yeah. Like good human through and through. Like works in the library and like takes care for the mm-hmm. work. And like. Obviously, don't let me step too far, but, like, the entire resolution and curveball mm-hmm. at the end of the episode just shows that Big Patty's, like, mm-hmm. not everything that the book cover looks like, you know? Yeah. I always thought it was weird that she looked like a human friend scene from Arthur. That always kind of took mm-hmm. me out of it. Yeah. Uh, but yeah. other than that, yeah, I was like, yeah, she's totally chill. Like, of all of... She's, like, the least problematic girl yeah. char- character we've met in the show <laughs> up to this yeah, whole time. Yeah, she plays the accordion. Oh, she does play the accordion with Chocolate yeah. Boy. There we go. Yeah. Mm. She just seems versatile. She seems like she's down yeah. to be friends with anybody, but also yeah. knows how to respect and know when she wants her own space. Mm-hmm. And I, I can sympathize with that. She's just like, doesn't want to be bothered, but also doesn't want to bother anyone either. Like, yeah. respect, respect. Again, Hell yeah. this is all, this all has to do with like Helga's, un- <laughs> she calls it like Helga's unresolved unresolved issues yeah. <laughs> i like that better yeah. than like deep-seated insecurities or however arnold phrased it to big patty so good so good <laughs> big patty just like well-spoken too yeah very articulate as well mm-hmm. and not like in a yeah. showy way like phoebe no. kind of does she's just down to earth yeah phoebe let out a sick burn too i forget what it was but she said something about like patty's she looks ex- exceedingly simple ex- exceed- no so large and plain looking right she's yeah, like, yeah yeah yeah, she's like, yeah. So, so large and plain looking like that <laughs> yeah yeah this was a great episode for burns though like as much as i disagree mm. with helga being an mm. ass took, pretty great took burns. a blood took a blood <laughs> test and failed i, I as a kid i always remembered like what's two burns. plus two tallahassee it's like what's the capital of florida four <laughs> <laughs> yeah it'd be better if you stopped asking such hard questions <laughs> Or like she's so she was so ugly that when she was born the doctor slapped her mother. <laughs> it's like like <laughs> children are gonna go around repeating this, man. It was like, so good. It was so good. Uh, they were just like they just told the writers like, hey, just write the most like terrible vitriol filled lines that a fourth grader would say. Please. They ran with it. There's good there's a whole episode about like Helga just like making fun of all the kids, so we're probably gonna need to like write those down in a, yeah we'll need them we'll need them and then we can rank them start yes. oh we should yeah the helga roast yeah absolutely yeah. No. <laughs> can you do can you do any line read that Miriam said but specifically when she says helga I, <laughs> oh, hold i'm a grown I, woman i'm gonna i'm gonna i didn't i wanted to but it was a lot so hold on let me um let me just find a transcript i will edit around this it's hard i kath susie like she's I'm constantly reminded of like her being one of my favorite 
being one of my favorite. I don't know voice if you actresses. can do an effective Miriam voice without yeah. having your eyes closed. Yeah, you have to kind of like squint and like roll your head back a little bit. Oh, hold on, I'm still looking for a transcript. Uh, yeah, it's. Shoot. I mean, it's it's so close to uh, yeah. like a surfer's voice. <laughs> it's so close to it, but close enough where it's dangerous yeah. that you would step into surfer and step sure. very far away from smoothie induced smoothie induced coma uh, walking coma day daytime uh, inebriation. All right here we are. So Helga goes. Um, uh, what? Uh, my my friend's supposed to fight this huge girl tomorrow after school. <laughs> a huge girl? Yeah, yeah. I think. What do you think? I, I mean, what do you think my friend should do? Well, she just can't walk away from her problems, Helga. You know, she's gonna stand up for herself. She needs to face her fears and stand up to this bully and say, "I am woman. Hear me roar." Is that what you do, Mom? <laughs> Helga, I, I'm a, I'm a grown woman. It's completely different. <laughs> <laughs> the point is that you and your friend just shouldn't let anyone put you around. What does what does does that help, sweetheart? <laughs> does that help, sweetheart? Again, that's uh, that's. <laughs> I am no Kat, Kat Susie, but I tried. <laughs> that was hard. It's so good. It's so good, though. <laughs> and oh Bob, Bob, well, Bob with the parenting book, like the Pataki parents, actually kind of came through in this one. Like Be good. Uh... Listener, <laughs> with the left, with the left. Where's that? Where, where's that book your mother keeps trying to get me to read? <laughs> that there is a family that says criminy. And I think I think I can't remember the the, the exact title, but the, it was something along the lines of like how to see your child, or just something yeah. very foundational. Uh, yeah, it's a baby book for sure. <laughs> Oh my god! <laughs> oh man! And uh, another like I think just as another like universal sign that we probably should just follow up this project with a future on the podcast. Like she does to sell the the illusion that she's beating up Helga. She just basically uses a bunch of like foley uh, materials, yeah. just like when Bender is pretending to be like Blotto as the robot yeah. mafia beating himself up. <laughs> Allow me to have a go at this young chap. I can be quite the tough customer. What ho? Chew on this. <laughs> Big Patty's so uh, clever. I mean, yeah, like the uh, walloping, so walloping those mattresses or whatever, or like the the wrestling mats, whatever, and uh, throwing around the the uh, old timey garbage can. She really put some thought into that. And <laughs> she really did. And like, what was the name of the girl? Know. She actually, she actually beat up that girl Mary, though. Let's not forget her. Like, I forgot about oh, that yeah. visual. <laughs> No, yeah, she definitely she definitely did beat the shit out of somebody before. But like, hi, Mary. <laughs> just, hi, Mary. Just being able to think in that moment, like, hey, I I need to make a scene here, but not let it be visible. Fool the group, and then mm-hmm. you know, sell it, right? Mm-hmm. Like, so good, smart, thoughtful. God. Oh, I still have to beat you up. <laughs> I called you out in front of the entire school. Just very matter of fact. Well, that's a good point, SpongeBob. But I'm still gonna kick your butt. <laughs> still gonna kick your butt. <laughs> she's a, she's a woman of principle, but also a woman that uh, she can be reasoned with. So actually, I'm curious. Like, I had sort of a roller coaster relationship with uh, with Arnold in this episode. Like, I was like, "What are you doing?" 
inserting yourself into this situation but i think this was i think this was actually the first time that i can recall of him really like going to bat for helga to someone else yeah so that was yeah. actually that was kind of sweet honestly like i like yeah. that um i had to nitpick okay. to find a hate arnold moment okay right? and well, it was, okay if it you was could find the way me. that he worded his response to helga saying i just made some joke about her being big dumb and ugly and instead of him saying, even if that were true, he says, even if that's true. You did, yeah, you confirmed it. He was like, I agree. <laughs> I concede. I concede and agree with your criticisms yeah. of Big Patty. <laughs> yeah. That, okay, that did irk me. I was like, you lost that's, me there, but then he the came back around. That's the only moment where I was like, mm -hmm. mm. but he's also, whatever, third, fourth grade or whatever. So I'm not going to be so hard on it. Roger, Roger. He definitely did mediate from a distance. He was yeah. thoughtful and like, he, he absolutely went to bat when he didn't have to. That was really cool. Mm. And then, I don't know, him being kind of like this catalyst for what could be, or I guess headcanon, what could have been a really good friendship for like Big Patty and Helga is like, mm, mm -hmm. Big Patty's obviously now the only person that is clued in to Helga's secret. Yeah, even right? like Phoebe's kind of in the dark, like Helga always plays it off with Phoebe real quick. Like she's super yeah. quick about it there. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. And Big mm -hmm. Patty didn't like lean on it. She didn't like harp into it. She just like, they shared a smile, said he's kind of cute. And then goes and tells her to sell it. Like, he's like, cool, mm -hmm. we'll close that chapter for now. You go do what you got to do. You got your ass beat. We're squared. Silent, silent agreement. Yes. Love that. <laughs> this is a good Big Patty episode. It was. It was. Big and, ups. Uh, I believe we will see uh, bigger things for Big Patty. Uh, on that note, let's uh, let's cast Big Patty, shall we? Yep. Live, a live yep. actionally speaking. Yep. Uh, uh, just because I want to see someone six foot three in the roles, Gwendolyn Christie. <laughs> Nah, dude, but okay, for real though, like with that's a gr great, yeah, with the bob, the, the, the pixie or whatever it is, like the yeah. pixie bobby situation, yeah. but I think she would, she would kill it. I mean, she was great as, I mean, Brienne of Tarth was probably like top three characters on Game of Thrones for me personally. Yeah, yeah, up there for sure. It's like, yeah. again, similarly just wants to do her thing is, you know, sim dealing with a lot of just preconceptions by people yeah. around her just, well, you know, doesn't want to be bothered. Absolutely. No, I think I think she would be a good. Uh, my my shit my uh, my shit post casting was Ronda Rousey. <laughs> <laughs> the was... Sonya Blade from Mortal Kombat. Oh wait, wait, really? In the so. new one? Oh my Not God. in the new one, but or uh, in one in, of the one of them. In eleven, I the think. Last... Okay, okay. Because yeah, based solely on her like cameo. Because I was gonna go with Gina Carano, but like people don't like her anymore. <laughs> um, but um, but anyway, just based solely on Ronda Rousey's. Like I guess cameo slash fight scene against Letty in Fast and Furious Seven, she uh, Letty like beats up these guards and then she's like the main enforcer of like the guards for like the Arab prince or whatever whose supercar they're trying to steal, and Letty's like, "Would you believe I knocked him out with my charm?" And then Rhonda goes, "You ain't that charming bitch." And then she like just squares up. <laughs> <laughs> that charming bitch. And then they have an awesome fight uh, with their uh, with their spiked heels on and everything. A real uh, a real Bryce Dallas Howard moment of uh, dis trying to suspend the disbelief. I oh, sorry, real quick, <laughs> I did want to say yeah, this episode does also resonate for me because for me, again, maybe your experience was different since you like went to a much smaller school, but for me, like you just really knew the kids in your grade, you know, and unless you had like siblings in other grades. It was kind of like you just kind of had all these narratives in your head of who these people were. Like if mm -hmm. it was a person a year above or below you, 
you kind of like you had kind of an idea of them better. Like you, maybe you at least knew their names and stuff. But then for yeah. me, like if I was considering a person like two years older than me, like for sure, if I was like when I was in the sixth grade looking at the eighth graders, it was all headcanon. It was just all you were just specul. It was all yeah. purely speculative and oh, yeah. going yeah. by you what you saw. Cover. Yeah, you go just going by what you saw or what you were told and things like that. So like, yeah, this is real. Again, I think these these two episodes were more character driven and uh, based rooted really in Helga and Sid's respective insecurities. And like being able to look back at that now as an adult, I'm like, that's very, I think just really risky, but also awesome on the part of this creative team to just be like, this will register at some time, or at least this is the story that we want to tell. Like, we're not going to pander. We're not going to talk down. Like, this is just what happens. And I, I, you know, they didn't make me laugh as much, you know, as compared to other episodes have or will, but that's fine because I think I still got, I got a lot out of it ideologically. Yeah. And that's an interesting, like, I guess conversation starter is I don't know if like cartoons as a genre don't always have to be comedy forward. You know what I mean? Yeah. Mm -hmm. And when I think of Hey Arnold, like, I don't know. I don't know. It's hard for me to, it's hard for me to put it into a genre because sure. I don't necessarily <clears throat> consider it a comedy. I almost consider it like a, I don't know, again, for the viewers, I'm the anime watcher of the group. Like it's a slice of life. I right? was going like, to say this is, this felt slice know, of life is all hell. Like it's, these episodes, it's not a drama. Yeah. It's like, it's not a comedy. It's mm-hmm. not like a romantic kind of mm-hmm. like love story either, but mm-hmm. it's, it's truly just a slice of life show. Yeah through and through with its ups and downs mm-hmm. and terrible episodes here and there. <laughs> <laughs> Just as life, it, life itself kind of emulates that these things never happen when you think they're going to, or when you think they're yeah. supposed to like these weird turns or situations, just, you just naturally find yourself in them and you just do your best and you figure it out. You know, Yeah. you try absolutely. not, you, you try not to smear anyone along the way or try and like steal someone's bedroom. Yeah. All right, isn't it a little stupid that Sid has to hang the little driftwood sign that says Sid's room on the inside? On the inside. <laughs> <laughs> well, we know, we know that Sid is not the, not the not, brightest, it's okay. not the brightest crayon. He's not the, the smoothest new, he's not the smoothest popsicle stick in the uh, yeah. jar of popsicle sticks. Exactly. I like, I like this little, I liked his little running around uh, redecorating motif, though. It was always really catchy. I did for not. Me. It made me. It, it really? gave me like so much anxiety. No, no, Okay, I think. Let me see. That that I think that's it. Yeah, for these two. That's about it. Nice With the exception tight. of morals. Yes, and we. I've got a couple of Mr. Simmons morals for today. Uh, for me. For Arnold's room, it's, I mean, it's kind of just the plot. Be honest, be yourself, be honest about where you live, where you come from, and just don't go to farcical lengths to try to impress your rich classmate. Yeah. Who probably already likes you anyway, because he's, uh, he's egalitarian like that. And then for Mr. Simmons' moral, you know, don't go running your mouth, especially from a place of insecurity, if you're not prepared to deal with the consequences. Fuck around and find out that too yeah that's that's the uh, 2023 version of that moral. <laughs> uh next time sean will be taking us through uh, i'm so happy for you stinky goes hollywood and olga gets engaged that's a uh, probably a lot more more just yeah character driven stuff yeah it's getting we're getting into a we're settling into a cool groove here in season three 
and I'm picking yeah. up on the vibe. Yes. And I yes. am liking the vibe very much. So. This one feels like it's been consistent, which is nice. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So from all of us here at uh, Podcast 118, and uh, from all of us here at Podcast 118, please finish your entire cafeteria sandwich and never eat raspberries. Mm-hmm.